Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. Welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. And guess what? My name is Dar. And <laughs> I have my buddy here. Who is this person? I'm the fucking ferret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> most, entertaining, most entertaining characters in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike is back, man. Fucking way too long. But yeah, hey, man. Buddy's back. And it's it's a regular episode again. Fucking thank For God. For sure. And ho- hopefully we'll be getting back to more just like typical shit. Me every week again. It's just, it's been hectic, but we're getting through all that. Yes, sir. And you know what? You couldn't have picked a better fucking two episodes, uh, two movies to do, and uh, a comeback episode, man. In my opinion, like like no <laughs> one saw the shit coming. Well, kinda, you kind of picked it technically because I, I, I it was it was in my mind because I had just seen it. Like I was going through a list of fantasy movies, like I was telling you. Right. And um, but you you kind of pointed out. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I haven't I've never seen any of the sequels. But anyway, so so we're doing Beastmaster one and two tonight. Which, yeah. fucking A, that second one, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there. I mean, fuck, I would say even Beastmaster. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no shit. But it's still enjoyable in a weird way. It's, like, so bad, it's great. Yeah, we'll talk about it. So, um, the first episode, the first movie we're talking about tonight is a Beastmaster from 1982. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery. And it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. 
but the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism, sacrifice, and plunder, there came the only light, the Beastmaster. Born with the strength of a black tiger, the courage of an eagle, the power that made him more than any hero. More than any lover. He was lord and master over all beasts. He was the beast master. Behold the wonder. The horror. The fantasy. The challenge of the one warrior they called the Beast Master. Mark Singer is Dar. Tanya Roberts is Carrie. Rip Torn is Mayak. John Amos is Seth. Together they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. Face the unknown. And discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar. The Beastmaster. The epic adventure of a new kind of hero. And now I always forgot that this thing is directed by the great Don Coscarelli. Yeah, uh, Phantasm. Uh, what else did he do? Oh, he uh, did Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. He did uh, John Dies at the end. Um, he did a lot of the great. Uh, there's some really great sequels though in there for Phant- Phantasm Two. Is a great. It's one of the greatest sequels of yeah, all time. I, I kind of like the second one better than the first one, honestly. Uh, go back and watch it. I think they're kind of on par, but, uh, um, okay. You haven't seen it in God knows how long. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we got uh survival quest, which I think is actually a, a really fantastic movie. I think Kenny and company is really good. And Jim, it's, I guess, I think it's his, his first movie. Jim's the, the world's greatest. Uh, also a really good movie. He did really good stuff. Uh, he's a really classy director in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and also, he did a fucking Ronnie James Dio video. God bless him in 1984. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I watched the video today. It's 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 rad as fuck. But um, yeah, you know, I, I was so I will always say that I, um well I have a lot of respect for Don Coscarelli. Um because he started this thing really young. He he did Phantasm at like 17. Like he wasn't even supposed to do like it was all illegal. Like there's a bunch Holy of Holy shit, I didn't know he was that young. Good yeah, God. It was super illegal. Like, I think he was 17 or 18, but he, like, did that movie, and, like, he wasn't supposed to, like, he, he just wasn't, oh, no, I'm thinking of a different movie. But he was. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, was, I didn't think it was. Sorry. He he was really young, though. Like, like, right. um, like he didn't think he could do it. Like, nah, he, this is some fucking kid or whatever. And he did it. And to think about, like, he did two dramas. He did Phantasm. And then he all of a sudden does this huge fucking epic, like, two-hour epic. And he was like super young at the time, right? And I think Beastmaster is super ambitious. Um, I respect it. I still like it to this day. And um, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to give a synopsis here. 
if anybody's ever seen Beastmaster, but um, a sword and sorcery fantasy about a young man's search for revenge. Armed with supernatural powers, the handsome hero and his animal allies wage war against marauding forces. Ooh. BG. <laughs> I know, right? Tanya Roberts showing her tits all through this movie, so yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's based off a book. Uh, by Andre Norton. Wait, it's uh, rated PG? I had no fucking idea. It's 82. So it's just before uh, Temple. It's a different time. <laughs> time. Different this time. Blue Lagoon days. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got um, we got Mark Singer playing Dar. Um, we have uh, Tony Roberts playing Curie. Rip Torn playing Mayox. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's like Mox is how they say I, it. But it's like, it's just Max with an extra like A. Just Come Max. on, guys. Yeah, yeah, they put like two A's <laughs> on it, but it's Max. Um, yeah, uh, John Amos, the great John Amos playing Seth. Um, we got uh, Rod Luma's playing Zed. Um, there's a lot of great people in this movie. Uh, Janet Jones, yeah, really which women, or I'd call them sort of like the crones, like in uh, like in Hercules, they like the one, they, or like maybe like uh, in Kroll, they share the same crystal eyeball or something like right. that. But um, yeah, so um, Mike, uh, I know this isn't your first time. It's definitely not mine. When was the, the when was the first time you you watched the uh, uh, the Beastmaster, and and how do you still feel it, about it to this day? Oh man, I had to have been I don't know, dude. It was I was you know it was right right when I was watching like Conan for the first time, both of them, and kind of those like medieval fighting swords type fantasy type movies. You know, that's where Insano stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> and um. Jesus is pissed off, but <laughs> it's, I, I remember going, I remember seeing it on HBO. My parents had HBO and it's kind of funny. I was reading some trivia and apparently this, you know, this didn't do well that well in theaters, but it was played so much on HBO. It had the nickname, um, like, uh, was it? Hey, Beastmaster is on. Hey, Beastmaster is on. HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also and the, the same uh, with TBS. TBS. Yeah. The, the Beastmaster station. The Beastmaster yeah. station or whatever, <laughs> which is funny. Cause I remember seeing it all the time on HBO as a kid. Me too. And it was PGs. So and my parents didn't care if I watched it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't yeah, realize that there's titties in there. Oh, no, I agree with you. I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. The CDs didn't matter and whatever didn't matter. You just watch whatever. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do remember watching this and we'll get to it. I do remember watching Beastmaster two quite a bit on H on HBO back today. See, I, I never saw any of the sequels, and you know, until today, obviously, when I saw the second one. But I, I, I'd never seen any of them before. I didn't even realize it was actually the same guy that that starred in all of them. <laughs> yeah, Mark Singer. Mark Singer is very interesting. I, uh, he's he's super ripped in this. Uh, he's ripped in two. He's ripped in three. I think he's pretty ripped to this day. He's a, a very um, athletic kind of person. Uh, but um, right. but uh, I, I always forget that. I said it before, but I always forget that Don Cascarelli, you know, sort of kind of wrote and directed this thing. But also, that was an MGM movie. And yeah, it was a, a big, Blew kind of a mind. big budgeted movie, you know? It's crazy if you think about it. Yeah, like I think that. it was like $8 million for the budget. I mean, shit, in 82, that's a shitload of money. That's a lot of money, man. Uh, he was offered the he was offered the the chance to do Conan, and he said he didn't like the sh the script. <laughs> Which I just find funny that he did this, you know. <laughs> That's a, that is hilarious. I did not know that. That's very funny. But anyways, I'm, I'm glad that John Milius got it. He made Conan's, a, you know, the Barbarian's a fantastic a classic oh, yeah, for all absolutely. time. Absolutely. Me, there's there are two separate classics in my opinion. Very different tones, in my oh, opinion. Like way different. Yeah. Tones. To say yeah, at least. You get Rip Torn in here looking like a Vulcan. 
Dude, the uh, fucking like, nose, the, the prosthetic nose. Yeah, prosthetic oh nose God. on top. It's like a beak or some shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, like the way he delivers lines sometimes, he was like, he will die tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Calm down, man. I think Rip Tour knew what kind of movie he was in when he was playing in this. So I mean, he's probably just blasted out of his mind on cocaine and booze and just looks having, like a, a bit. having a good old time. I would be shit. Yeah. Yeah. After reading uh, that script, be like, damn it. And I don't even get Tanya Robbins jumping on top of me. <laughs> and oh, my yeah. prosthetic nose. Yeah, so we got like um, uh, uh, we have this sort of prophecy, right? We have like these three sort of crones, whatever, that are sort of like jazzercising a, uh, around a, a pot. Uh, it's sort of like the three witches from like um, like Macbeth and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Macbeth or, or Kroll or Hercules. One of those. One of those three. It's several. There's like always that. an evil fucking witch. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but that 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 sort of um, that ideal of like that witch with like that that eye, that third eye, which all are blind but they have one foreseeing eye, could see into the future. Like their pot is that eye. They can see into that pot, and they can see right. whatever. Well, there's a, a, a well. We'll get to it, but the eyeball ring, which is my one of my favorite parts of this whole movie, but uh, they have these sort of visions. So um, uh, the king, there's a king in this movie. I forget the king's name. A king, I call Zed him king guy. or Zed or something like that. Who gives a fuck? He's a king, and he um uh he he fucks around like kings do and fucks some other woman, and uh, uh she becomes pregnant, and apparently uh. Mayox finds out Max finds out that <laughs> this the king's son uh, son or firstborn will kill you. Um and then immediately hard cut to King walks in and says, Hey, I heard you're gonna do some children's sacrificing tonight. Uh you're banished. And the way he walks in, he's got his hands on his stomach like he's holding it a big shit. Like he's like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, one's yeah. gonna take three and a half hours. It's gonna be ex- <laughs> it's gonna be explosive like in Lethal Weapon Two. <laughs> oh, and then like fucking uh, 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 Max's uh, uh, pre- priest like uh, have like uh, automated fucking uh, 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 lynch not lynch uh, uh, nooses ch- noose chains. Oh that yeah, yeah. The the, the, the <laughs> so sibling, they, they kill themselves really fast. Just to prove his power. And then Rick yeah. Torrance got that weird look on his face. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, God. And all the king, he's just, the king's just like, hmm, fanatic. Take him Yeah, I know. Fuck it. Get out of here. Um, so is that what it is? He fucks someone else and it's like an illegitimate child or something? I, I thought was, it was his, I thought it was the queen. I thought that was his wife that was pregnant. And he was just, he's trying to do some spell or whatever. So, he, you know, there has to be a sacrifice. It's got to be. The kid has to be taken, you know, cut from the mother's womb. And, right. and then what about that fucking scene? Let's well, talk about I, that real fast. Well, I love that scene, but the only reason what I the I stopped questioning that is because um, uh, Rip Torn, uh, uh, Max, is being taken out of the city to be, I guess, killed. Um, and he's like, and he's, uh, uh, it's just like the normal city, not a palace or whatever. And we cut to like a normal uh, building in the normal city. And the king happens to be there with another lady. So I was like, okay, he's just fucking some normal chick that he finds attractive in this this fucking city. So he's not in, he's not in the kingdom or anything. He's just in a normal. Right. He's in the, he's in the fucking you know. Uh, he might as well be fucking Aladdin hanging out and a street rat basically. And um and then we have the great scene of the uh, uh, the witch or hag bringing in a cow and basically transfers her baby to cow, which I thought was an amazing scene. It, it's it's fucking horrific. I was just like, oh yes. oh, what the fuck. And this is PG. Like, I, I still can't believe that. I had, I had no idea 
after seeing that scene, yeah. you see Tanya naked and frolicking around all in the forest, like literally yeah. almost showing everything. Looks fantastic. I love you, Midge, oh, and yeah. I miss you. <laughs> R. Yeah, R. yeah, yeah. But um, it's just uh, so that scene fucked. Like I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? There's a couple scenes in here that have some creepy, creepy moments like that, but that one is like above and beyond. So it's yeah, like you, they use like holds, some predator like, blood. Down. Yeah, dude, it, them or whatever. except it's blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the blue baby that was Wars. yours is now mine. Yeah, shit like that. It's, it's cool. Uh, it's, dude, how I, about I, the body on those witches, though? Like, holy shit. Oh my they God, may have yeah, well, horrendous looking faces, but they got fucking supermodel bodies. <laughs> Butterface, dude. Butter yeah, right? Doggy all day. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking crazy got, and they got me every time i'm like, I'm like oh sh- damn look oh fuck here we go yeah yeah makeup <laughs> got me again they fucking you know uh uh, uh the got you know, yep yeah, <laughs> the sharp like, sharpie teeth and shit it's like, the, the, yeah, it's yeah. like they'd be strippers in like the hills have eyes universe or something <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so that happens and then um we have the, this witch goes to a fire. All the fires in here, I don't know if you really oh, uh, paid attention to them or not, but like all the fires are not like regular fires, they're like this like white, white fire. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure they're burning like some kind of different kind of, I don't know, definitely maybe not gunpowder or maybe it's, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't more know. like fireworks kind of thing. Maybe Cause it like, does look different. It does. It, it, it looks like magical, like it's a magical different world, which, yeah, I, I, agree. which I was cool with, um, which I still like to this day. I just love that it, it was consistent. It wasn't just this one fire. It was like every fire that they're at, every fire that Dar is at with his friends, it's always a, this blazing white fire, which I like. Right. Uh, but which goes there to basically sacrifice Dar, which the baby is Dar, uh, brands him with the print of what looks like pants. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, uh, this 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 casual dude hanging out with uh, walking his donkey at night. Yeah, it's so random. I was like, is he? Is, who is this? Is this an important character? No, it's just a guy who somehow saves the day, <laughs> and then right. gets thrown through the fucking fire. Yeah, uh, he's got, he's got the glaive from uh, Kroll. If anybody's ever seen Kroll, he brings out his glaive. He throws it, spins around, it hits the switch, which disappears, and then he kind of fights a witch. And I do like that scene though that you were mentioning before, the scene where she throws him to the fire. It looks fucking great. Throw this fucking. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, that guy got yanked through that shit. I was like, oh damn, <laughs> you gonna feel that for probably the rest of his life. Hello, <laughs> 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 <Yellow> back pain. <laughs> Brutal. Um, but um, yeah, but, but the 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 uh, the witch the witch takes off or whatever, and um, the old man with donkey. Uh, picks up baby and uh, takes him back to his village, and he's very happy to have a baby. And then uh, the uh, we cut to several years later, and Dar is uh, like probably like twelve or thirteen at the time. Yeah, I'd, I'd guess around there. Yeah, they're pra- well different. You know, you know, this is this is the eighties, so like kids look different than compared to now. But I would assume he's like he could have probably been sixteen years old. I have a fucking idea. But like, um, they're him and his dad are fighting or, or practice fighting. And um, uh, what happens is that uh, a, a, a grizzly bear rolls through, and that's kind of where we find out that Dar can talk to animals. Yeah, and, and dude, and that was a real fucking Russian bear on set. The and only appara- only acting bear in the, I guess, in the United States at the yeah. time. Which I and it, it attacked its handler and like terrified everyone on set for like seven to eight minutes. 
and uh, <laughs> it, was, it was, wow. was what's his name's first. It was Mark Singer's first day on set, and like six minutes after all, they get it calmed down. The director's like, "Okay, it's your turn for the scene with the bear." I'd be like, "Fuck you! <laughs> no way! <laughs> I'm not gonna well, get fucking Leonardo DiCaprio over here. Like, no, I'm not doing this." And I think that's you know when you when you talk about that, I think it's another real reason why. Um, one of the other reasons why I like the movie so much because the movie is so um like on the ground level like it's almost like an independent movie like it this the fact oh, yeah. that MGM it looks, it looks low budget well not just that it's more like like it's like DIY like there's a scene at the end um there are several scenes in this movie especially um there's like scenes where like uh Dar uh, is chasing after Kodo and Poto and he and is a, a obvious like stunt guy it falls off the cliff but he's wearing like nothing but it looks like a horrible stunt like he fucking fall like, like that guy got hurt yeah, and um, there's there's that great scene at the end where they uh, they blow up the tar pit, and it, it's a huge explosion. And like, there's a guy there who's obviously a stand-in for uh, uh, Mark Singer, but he's wearing nothing like Mark Singer would. There's all these like crazy like fireballs fucking coming down. It looks <laughs> everything looks really unsafe. Like, yeah, and I, I think that's. I agree. And I think that's what makes this uh, this movie a lot more uh, interesting and more intense to watch because this is like the at the time, I think probably he's, he's never done it since. This is the biggest thing Don Coscarelli ever did. This is the biggest epic he's ever done. And there's so much stuff stuff has to play into it. Like, even the sword fights look dangerous. Everything looks like it's everything's unprepared. Everything. Sure. And yeah, no, I think it, it's it part looks of scary. the intense part. <laughs> like, especially, yeah. could you imagine, be, like, being on set with all that shit? I mean, you already got a bear tearing shit up. They literally died. Those are tigers. I don't know why they the tiger. They black. fucking died them black. I'm just like, what the? Just let it be a tiger. Which I know he died. Huh? The tiger died too. What, later what on. do you mean? Well, he died oh, like in the movie. Well, he died after the movie was made, but he died. Yes, the tiger died. Oh, because they yeah, yeah, they yeah. closed all his fucking pores well, using primer black. No, no, paint. that's not what killed him. Because I read there was four tigers that actually played the tiger in this movie. And the main one was called Rip Rippling or something like that. Mm. Um, whoever the author of the Jungle Book is, it's Rippling, I think, or whatever. The sure, last name. I don't know. Anyway, um, um, but um, I knew one of them did die afterwards, but it was just old. Like it wasn't because of the fucking the die or anything. Oh, I thought it was the die. I mean, it makes no, sense no, though. No. It could be the die. The die could have killed the tiger. <laughs> but it wasn't. It did not. So, like, there's no point I'm saying it could be if it did not. <laughs> I am surprised by that. My first thought in part two was, like, at least it didn't die a tiger this time. That's exactly. Dude, <laughs> literally the first thing I thought, too. I mean, you can fucking tell it's not a fucking leopard. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you know? Yes, like, you can. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. <clears throat> It did, and it, uh, it didn't give it more of a menacing look to me. I don't, I don't know. No, no, I don't know. I don't know. It, I get I, it because in the script it was supposed to be a leopard, so that's why they did it. But it's like, Jesus, guys, come on, possibly, <laughs> yeah. come on. What but are that, you doing? That's a, that's another. I think that's another element to this movie that I I find very independent and on the ground. Like it's just a raw, yeah. like like a, it, it, you would never if you watch this for the first time and you had never you, you would never have known Don Coscarelli. You would never have known this is a first. This is a first movie. You would never know that somebody had done three movies before this. You would think this is their first movie, but no, he's done three movies before this. Well, Phantasm is crazier than this movie, yeah. but there are crazier things in this movie. <laughs> I like a lot of the camera work he did in this one. 
There are. I, I I wanted to mention that too, Mike. I'm glad you brought that up. I think there's some really great shots in this, especially movie. from the animals' point of view. A lot of times, especially the bird yes. or the hawk, falcon, whatever it is. The hawk, yeah. The eagle, eagle, eagle. Gotcha. Um, there's that great shot where uh, Mark Singer walks up. And he, he's going to go to the city for the very first time. That great pan, like the camera lifts up uh, uh, past the, like a tree limb, wherever, and it, it yeah. follows Singer. And you see like the model, but it's composited really well. It looks great. It's oh yeah, great I wrote that composite. down. It looks it looks incredible. Like it came out in 1982, and it holds up fucking perfectly today. You know, I agree. Like, that was the with the pyramid or whatever. Yeah, with the pyramid or whatever. And then there's a great scene of him walking to that city. There's a great shot where it's like forward him, then the camera kind of zooms back, then pans and like follows him uh, from right to left, and he's going to the gates. All there's some really great shots in this thing. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's all this stuff is very ambitious. It's almost like you know, it's it's almost like watching the uh, uh, a first filmmaker with a real um uh. uh uh, uh, insight and excitement and intelligence and how to make a how to make a movie like this work. Like we have, you know, we have the <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is the is Eagle. I don't think Eagle ever has a name. I just called this is just an Eagle. Uh, he comes down and saves a, a kid from being uh, burned alive. We have we have there's there's scenes there's two scenes in here where where, where Rip Torn literally holds a child yeah. over a burning fire. Like yeah. it's smoking, it's crazy. Well, I mean, from the get go, he's already fucking smuggling babies through goddamn cows for Christ's sake. So <laughs> it's like I, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, but it's but um um but he's doing that, and then the eagle comes down and saves the baby. But it, it's it's edited it's it's edited pretty well. Like like you see that the the bird has catched the body, but they cut they they give you so much time to see it, it doesn't get ridiculous. Like oh it, it, okay, there it is. It's it's good. He's got the baby. Great. It's not. It's not really a baby. The, I mean, it's a baby, but it's like a, a, a probably a five or six year old child. This hawk is picking up, or eagle's picking up. I'm sorry, but they cut it in a way where you don't have to watch the fucking baby fly with the eagle. And Dude, all that, that shit. scene is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's amazing, but it's when, great. When the talents but, come in and grab it, they they look massive. Like I'm talking like <laughs> bigger than they should. Grab yes, the baby. And like the first, it's like a quick, like maybe like half a second, maybe one second shot of carrying the doll. And it looks so bad. And then the next shot is like the CGI baby. Like they, they, you can tell it's like a computer generated image and they hold on to that for like two seconds. So it's like, God, that looks so awful. (laughs) What I'm saying is that it could look a lot worse. (laughs) I think it kind of, I agree. I think it cut it a lot faster. I've seen sci-fi movies. Oh yeah. Like um, the next one we're going to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we have to mention, uh, you know, me and Mike have said this before, but we, uh, this reminds us a lot of Conan and the, uh, uh the fact that, uh, Cross Crowley decided not to do Conan, but to do this instead and, uh, and give Milius, uh, uh, the Conan movie. Um, but there's a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah, for sure. Man. Uh, it's, I mean, time. yeah, absolutely. And that's why but, I find it fascinating. I don't know. I don't understand why Cross did Cosgrove come out and and say like like yeah Conan just wasn't for me but something about Beastmaster all really I read was he just said he just didn't like the script. I, okay. I want to say that this might have came out a little bit before because I know they both came out in eighty they both came out the same year eighty two. Um, did they both like, come out the same year? I'm almost positive. Let me Holy check. Shit, but you know how so filming, cool. you know how you know how filming goes. Sometimes a movie can be filmed a year previously and it just takes that long to get post production done and all that other shit. Hang on. So yeah, Beastmaster eighty two. Oh yeah, Mike, tell me. I, I didn't know. Yeah, about Conan this. Barbarian eighty two. Holy shit! 
let's see, August 5th was, um, uh, so wow, Conan actually came out first, May 14th, 1982. And a few months before Beastmaster? Yeah, literally like two. Wow. Or three, it came out in August. Well, that's interesting. I, I, um, I understand, um, that Conscurly, uh, decided to skip on it because there were several scripts for Conan at the time. Uh, we have the, uh, the, that great script, uh, by, um, Jesus Christ. I, I'm embarrassed to, to not remember his name. Oliver Stone, oh. the Oliver Stone script. And um, John Milius. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I think they finally settled on the John Milius script, but, um, yeah, there was a lot of script, but, um, but they finally figured that out. But, um, it is interesting because we have in here we have you know Dar uh, he's not a slave um, he gets taken in uh, by sort of a dude with a donkey and he's living in this a village that's he lives in a village um, Conan doesn't really live in a village he ends he ends he ends up going to a village like Dar does well, he's he's kind of more like a slave too. And Dar kind of goes through that a little bit. I'd say, well, I'd say Kyle, uh, I say, what's her name? Kylie? Kylie, uh, Kylie Roberts' character, she's more of, Keely, yeah. She's Kiri. more of a slip. Kiri? Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bringing it right here. I have so many notes for all these fucking movies. Uh, but uh, uh, Kiri is more of a slave than than uh, than Dar is. Dar is basically a prince and decides not to, you know, at, at the end he decides well, he not to. He gets cast out. He doesn't it. know he's a prince. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't he know. He has a but... shitty upbringing and he goes through, his town gets attacked, like, you know, like. His fucking dog dies, you know what I mean? Like, right. he, gets, he goes through a lot of shit, too. And I gotta mention Similar that, for though. Conan. Conan, you know, it's a little more brutal, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees his mom get attacked by wolves and, and or, or dogs, quote-unquote, and he dies, and dad dies. Well, mom gets her head cut off, I head believe. Cut off, yeah. Yeah, uh, but um, dad dies from dogs. But in uh, this, this is, I love all the, um, the imagery of people being um, impaled, like... That cool, the impaler. <laughs> it's a lot oh, of that. This movie. Oh, this this movie? This movie. Talking about, yeah, uh, I'm talking about Beastmaster, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Tons of people being impaled. Like literally there's a scene. That was a thing. Before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 literally there's a, a, a winding road filled like like literally lined with people with corpses impaled, which I thought was really cool. Like there's some really good that that burn town scene. It's really good. All those like fake corpses hung up and like like dead bodies. There's a scene where uh, where Dar picks up his dog and they probably literally drugged the dog to be asleep, which yeah, makes you feel really uncomfortable. And I, you know, like whether or not you think the dog is dead or not, it's just really weird. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's eighty two. You know, so it's like a dog going to the vet, it gets you know a sedative. It's just weird seeing that, like, there's movies like that. Like, there's that cat in Pet Cemetery, the original Pet Cemetery, when they actually drug the cat, you know, and the cat's just like this limp piece of toast, man. It's it's it, wet piece of toast. It's 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 kind of weird to watch, you know. I feel you. Uh, um, there's also you know there's parts in here where Dar picks up the fucking ferrets and he just, <laughs> he just well, he handles handles them. It's so like, <laughs> like he doesn't give a fuck. Out. And like, then and then when he falls in like the the quicksand earlier in yeah. the film. Like he just the 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 fucking ferret helps him get out, and then he's just lot lollygagging around, not paying attention. The fucking ferret is drowning, <laughs> like going under. I was like, God, like it really goes underneath there. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, maybe you want to go check the credits. Were animals hurt on the making of this film? I do not know. Yeah, I actually, were like, how many ferrets did they use in this set? Crazy. Uh, I have no idea. It didn't it didn't specify in the in the. Uh, that, that was my note because I was thinking like I was thinking like Milo and Otis like where all those they went through all those cats and dogs in that movie 
Oh like, yeah. There's not original Milo and Otis. There's like several Milo's Milo's and Otis's in that movie. And I was like, man, how many Ferris they I mean, fucking killed? Well, that's this typically movie. how. That's that's usually how you know. It's like the tiger in this one. There's like four tigers. You know, like that's usually how movies go. There's always multiple pets to because one just can't do it all to kill. <laughs> yeah. To do what I you got to do, I guess. Yeah, back then. Um, but I, I I would hope that none of them well. This, I would hope that none of them died. Because uh, I was upset. No, I, was... I guarantee they didn't die because the whole PETA thing started back in like the fucking 40s and 30s and shit of them like, um, you know, making it illegal to mistreat animals on movies because they would fucking kill. I mean, shit, back in the day, extras would get killed all the time in movies right. and shit. You know what I mean? From oh, like the 19, 1800, late 1800s all the way to like the 1930s, 40s. Yeah. They, well, they fucked up on my little list. A lot of them got killed back then. <laughs> so, um, but, um, he um he he I, I love the scene he puts, he puts all the bodies of the village in, in a in a sort of a, a uh, crow esque sort of scene where he burns them all, and um he realizes that um he can connect with animals, um and uh, he takes off just for like adventure. It's, it's, everything's done, so take off and he's gonna do a uh, a a branch workout on a rock, and uh, it's great. It's fun, and and I think that Mark Singer is a very likable actor, and a very likable person. I uh, I will say that there are parts in here that I find he that he becomes um, kind of creepy or insane. Like there's that <laughs> scene with there's that scene. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm sure you're gonna be with me on. You remember this with me, but um, uh, that scene where he's at the fire with um with John Amos and the little kid, the little prince. And he's talking about how he connects with animals and how he laughs every time he talks about how much he has a connection with his animals and how much uh, he is much, because they're much they're friends and they don't mind mind. I know they're mind. Real deep, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really strange. And the fact that when he meets uh, Tanya Roberts for the first time, Jesus God, uh, it's weird. Like he brings up he brings out Koto and Poto and 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 well, like yeah, dude, him... he's spying on like. Tanya's sitting in the fucking river, you know, bathing, and he's just right. fucking spying on him. And like, sure, if you're like a fucking nine to ten to thirteen year old kid, I get that. But as a man, like, come on, dude, like, <laughs> and then man. get your ferrets and oh, let's look, let's watch what, like, yeah, it's fucking creepy as shit. It is, yeah. <clears throat> and then have have his weasels go out and like get her clothes so she can get her clothes. Yeah. What the and fuck? then and then basically like manipulate her while talking to Ra. I think it's name's raw, the tiger or pan Ro. or, or panther. Raw, okay. Um, and then like use that basically to get sex, and, like in the lighter her and the, it's it's it, that gets really weird. Um, but I think overall, like it, it's it's that's not I've seen I read a lot about my my uh, uh Mark Singer on this thing. Like he thought this was kind of a joke, and I'm with him. Uh, but um, he got paid. <laughs> and it was a big movie for him. At the I mean, time. of course. How could you not think this is? I mean, look at fucking uh, Rip Torn's like the sideburn braids that he's got for Christ's sake. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like little pigtails. Like, I mean, like I would have thought this was just like a fuck off joke movie too. And I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but I mean, it made a lot of money with uh, HBO and TBS and stuff like that. Yeah, but, it made um, a lot of money on the home video market for sure. It did, and I uh, there's a great uh, there's a great. Um, uh, 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 it's not a quote, but like a great piece of trivia on IMDb where um, where uh, John Amos 
and uh, Mark Singer both meet each other for the first time on the set, and they both look at each other what they're what they're wearing. They both laughed about it because look, they knew how stupid they fucking looked the whole time. Um, <laughs> even though I think they both look, I, they don't look any different from any other character in Conan or Conan Destroyer. They look no, not I really. Mean, I mean, they feel like they the could same. be in the same universe. I, I even with like the priest and and all like all the other shit and yeah. just the sorcerers and all that. And I, like, but I do think in this one they they definitely went for more like. BDSM look like John John Amos's fucking outfit. Oh my is god! Just yeah, wow. Well, I, I read something in the trivia like when they first came out of set uh, or came on set in their costumes the first time. John Amos and Mark Singer just started. That's fucking, what you said, yeah. Dude, it, dude I know. It, I, I get that. It blows my mind. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Well, okay. Here we're just what we're doing now. I mean, I mean God, we, fuck we, that. We literally, dude. Um, Mike, we have like we have like a, a whole dungeon full of gimps underneath the temple. <laughs> Dude, it's I like, know that whole scene's dude? weird. And then they like they they swallow the guy and turn him into like a green ooze, which is his bones and shit. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, that's some creepy shit. And then by this movie's PG thirteen <laughs> or PG, yeah, yeah, fucking a. Um, the, uh, that that scene that uh, the glowing leak scene that goes into their brain. I, I thought it was I, I thought it was a really fucking funny scene because like some wrath uh, of Khan uh, shit. It's a wrath. Yeah, well, I put definitely my wrath of Khan. Uh, also wrote uh, for the for the, uh, the funny enough. We have some Star Trek some Star Trek four stuff in part uh, part two, but um, when they do the um the 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 uh, leech brain thing, um, I love it so much because like so we have like uh, we have uh, Dar. Lowering Kodo and Poto down to get the keys, but then we have like uh, the new king, a little king, talking about like how like the process of creating a death guard, and like Dar's like, yeah, okay, like you see on his, like his, his face, like, like dude, please stop fucking telling me about this. I'm trying to lower some, I'm trying to lower like two weasels into a fucking fucking thing to get some fucking keys. Will you please shut the fuck up? Like, yeah, exactly. I agree, man. <laughs> it's an amazing scene, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's. This is crazy. It's crazy that this movie's a fucking hour and like fifty something minutes long. It's, yeah, dude, it's it's right at two hours. I could I not believe it, and it it feels like it. Like it does. It, yeah, I it, agree it, it's not one of the. I feel like the pacing's a little off, and maybe it's just kind of how it's edited and everything. But it does feel to drag really bad, like around like the hour ten minute mark. Yeah, there's a um, there's that weird scene um, where like where John Amos is like. Um, uh, I have so many notes here, but when he's like, uh, the journey to whatever is a basically like a long haul, and they yeah. basically just like the next scene, they're on a boat and they're pulling their their the boat into the dock. Like we never see the journey. That's this treacherous journey. They're just there. <laughs> the next scene oh, is, isn't that yeah, and that's when they're going to to get what's her name, Kiri Con- back. Yeah, we're getting right? it, yeah, yeah, Kiri. Yeah. Uh, but all right, so all right, I don't I, I don't like to nitpick. But it's fun to nitpick. Uh, but all right, so they're cl- clearly on like a river or lake um, in a far shot, like a plane shot, right? Uh-huh. And um, the next, like, cut to them, like a, a close scene of somebody, like a, a camera behind a man's arm, which ends up being Dar's arm, and he's pulling the rope to come to the dock, right? And that's usually for something that's like a small river. To have that that rope back and forth, kind of like um, like a boat in Galveston or whatever, you're getting from port A to well, I mean, port yeah, B. Yeah, they, they would do that. Yeah, back you know back in 1800s and stuff like yeah, that. Just exactly. To, yeah, exactly. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. So we see that, um, and I'm always confused. I was like, whoa, 
so this is like the, so okay so all right right uh, we're here now uh we get kiri um what happens to those versions they just they die i don't know what they disappear like they I, that was the, I even rewound and like it's the Me first too. time I even, I even wrote a note about that as well. It's like, what the fuck? The, the, I, like at first I was like, you know, I kind of looked down at my phone and I was like, oh, right. maybe I missed it. Rewound. And I was like, Me no, too. they just, they literally just disappear. I guess those, I guess they weren't virgins for much longer. Those guys <laughs> took them back and you know what happened to them? It's fucked up. They're gone. Right. So we get Kiri. Uh, we get, um, they put those three priests on the boat, uh, tied loose them with a, uh, a, a pot full of water or Dude, whatever. Awesome. I love it, that scene. It is great, but here's my question. We see the rope from one side of the boat, but the other side of the boat, where is that? What's that rope connected to? We never see it. What are you talking about? What? Remember when they're pulling away from the dock? The, the rope pulling... that's the, the, their guiding rope that's helping them cross right. the river? Right. What so about they're, it? They're moving away from the dock, right? You see the rope, obviously, from them moving away from the dock. But the opposite side, them moving forward, we never see that rope. Well, it's in the water. That's what I assumed, you know what I mean? Like, and they're just kind of pulling it along. Because aren't they, like, bent over using the mechanism or whatever to make it? There's water. There's definitely a rope in the water behind them. But in front of them, we never see where the rope is at. I, I guess it, I, I missed imaginary. that. Yeah. It's imaginary. It's a imaginary rope. <laughs> I believe it. And then, eventually, and then uh, uh, at some point, uh, John Amos is like, Yeah! <laughs> and there, there, there's no rope. There's nothing. They're just kind of slowly floating in the water. I'm like, what happened to the like? It, there's no paddles. There's nothing. Like they're just like <laughs> just floating in the they, water. I, yeah, I can't remember. Maybe maybe them her kicking that thing into the water to drown those three priests, which was fucking brutal. Maybe that was the rope know. tied onto that. I don't fucking know. But I yeah, know I, that, I love that too because like you're right. And then the next thing you know, it looks like it looks like they're on like a Disney park theme ride with those dragons yeah, as yeah. like the pontoons or whatever i, agree. Like, I totally agree what with you, the dude. fuck the jaws yeah, the jaws true. ride or whatever you can see like the bottom of the ocean you can see the bottom of the the water park ride you can see like the, oh yeah yeah <laughs> you can see it um but it, i still love the movie it's just fun parts to fucking talk about because it's like it's ridiculous like what happened what what happened with this it's like the virgins there's like tons <laughs> of virgins there's like seven virgins or, or five virgins or whatever and they're all gone at, you know at one point they're, yeah they, they just disappeared that's what we were just yeah they just did yeah i don't know what the fuck happened with that i even looked it up in like trivia and tried to figure it out and I, i'm assuming <laughs> it's just probably something that got edited out or it's just a continuity er continuity error <clears throat> Yes. Uh, okay, we gotta go. We gotta hit this dude. Um, the um, the weird tree with uh, embryonic sacks. With uh, oh, like hanging around everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a, one dude in a cage and like a pot full of people's heads. That was yeah. That head in the call. Man. That head in the cauldron was pretty unexpected. I was like, whoa, fuck. All right. <laughs> I, I, and I love his reaction, but I also love the reaction more of Roe, the tiger. He's like, yeah. he's like, like stinky. Like he fucking like, oh fuck! Like because <laughs> you know it would damn. be good guy. That's some rank <laughs> ass shit right there. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. I really liked it no, a lot. I like that scene too. That was like I like I even I even wrote a note. I think it's a little further down. I was like, man, I'm actually surprised how much I'm enjoying this and oh, and this and the score. I actually really really like the music in the movie. Yeah, I thought the score was really good too. Uh, but the guy, um, I didn't do any research on the guy, but I thought he did a great score for this thing. Let me I'm gonna look him up real fast. I can't. I, I I almost wrote his name down and I completely forgot. 
<clears throat> I, I just thought all this stuff was very in line with um, sword and sandal stuff. Like this sort of, sort of um, when you, if you ever read uh, 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 Robert E. Howard's Conan, I've read a couple, I've read probably about 10 uh, stories from him. Yeah. His, his Conan books. Um, this is kind of how they play out. It's like, you know, you have this vast world and you can take a, you can hop, skip and, and take a jump and you're in something completely different. It's like playing like, all right, maybe this is more modern now, but like, um, it's like playing fallout four or, or fallout in general. Like you can, you can wander a little bit and and you find something different and you want a little bit and you find something different and you find something different. It's, it's, everything is so different, you know? And these weird cultures and, and uh, different sex and um, uh, not sex, sex, S-E-C-T-S, <laughs> sex. <laughs> but like all, all these different like cultures and, and, and sex and all that. All that. Um, I think that's fascinating. That's how the world I thought would be back then where you could just like travel and you can meet so many different fucking people because there was so much land to explore and why wouldn't you find some fucking weird vampire dudes uh, with a weird tree with embryonic embryonic sacks with a, a tiger painted black, yeah. <laughs> tiger painted black. <laughs> with a dude with a couple of fucking ferrets in his fucking pocket? <laughs> Who knows, man? But I, I thought that was really cool. I, I, I and, and the, the and the best part of that is him, <laughs> his eagle coming down, and and they're like, oh shit, my emblem's the eagle, which the eagle looks a lot like the eagle from. Uh, Judge Dread, the eagle symbol. Yes, um, but, but it's also very like Nazi looking, man. Yeah. I was like, dude, when I saw when that when that fucking eagle landed on the, the symbol the first time, I was like, whoa, like, pump the brakes, kid. <clears throat> and then you see it like drawn out later, and I was like, fuck, that is like straight Nazi symbolism, right? Oh, I know yeah. they stole it from other people, you know. Hell, they even right. stole the swastika. But like, <laughs> right, yeah. it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um... And I mean, I, uh, I think the having that eagle look like it does on, on the emblem for uh, uh, Judge Dredd. I mean, we, I think we all kind of understand that they they kind of like Nazis, the judges at that time. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I, I thought that was fascinating. Fascinating that um, one of the I guess lead vampire, whatever they are, uh, men give him the emblem. Wait, who's a vampire? She? There's no vampires in this movie. What would you call them then? I'm not sure what they are. Like bat, bat, Who? bats? The guys that like that swallow up the guy and turn him into green yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I don't, but I don't think they're vampires. <laughs> they have wings and they they. I, I, that they don't sure suck any blood. Them. They just they turn them into fucking Nickelodeon mush. <laughs> <laughs> the slime or whatever. Yeah, you can't do this on television or some shit. They, they, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean to be honest with you, that was that was one of the first. That was one of the biggest notes I made. Was like, okay, who the fuck are these people? What the fuck are they? And why do we never see them again? It's just this, and it's really kind Until of ambiguous as to why he's even stumbled across them and who the fuck even that guy is that gets swallowed up and you know turned into mush. Right, like, right, yeah. Like Dar cuts that dude's fucking. <sighs> Dar cuts that dude's rope for his door to get out, and basically this dude's like a gay oh, that's pick. Right, he gets that's fucking right. killed immediately. And like Dar, dude, like, yeah, he just starts running die. and freaking out. It's, it's like it's like those videos when you see people like they've rescued a bird and. They go and let it fly out. And it flies out to a truck and gets hit. You know, like, that's, what, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> it's like, oh, happy. I mean, oh, dead. <laughs> well, I tried. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, dude. Uh, so I've, I've got Beastmaster playing. You're right. There's no rope in front of them. They're just fucking yeah. floating. <laughs> and there's no land in front of them either. Nope. Like that. That's nope. close. Wow, that's hilarious. It's very strange. <laughs> it's a great. It's, a, it's an interesting scene. Um, I, yeah, I wrote down. They're pulling that rope on the boat to to move away from the dock. Where is it on the other side? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Where was the land that they just came from? <laughs> right, right. It's it's weird. Um, and I was I was excited because you know uh, John Amos was like talking about this sort of like uh, basically a, a a very like uh, adventurous trip to get where they need to go because uh, Dar has that vision um, of those girls on the side of the mountain uh, to 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 be uh, basically sacrificed. Yeah, and um, um, which is a great scene. I like the scene quite a bit. I I, I, I did too. I really think that uh, 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 that Dar is he's a really he's a good straight man for the most movie. There's, there's weird things that he does in this thing. I I don't think it's his fault exactly. I think it's mostly the script and the direction. But Mark Singer, I think, is a really good straight man, and and good. John Amos. Yeah, oh, of course. John Amos is just fucking. He's you know he's he'll awesome. always be great. Yeah, he's classic in everything he's ever been in from Good Times up until today. And um, right, but yeah. Mark Singer, yeah, he definitely. I have mixed feelings about the guy. Like I agree with you, he plays a straight man well. But yeah, I hope it's just the writing and the script because some of the shit he does in this and then then in the second one as well, I'm just like, what the fuck. <coughs> I think he. I well, we'll get to it, but um, I, well, we'll get to it on, on part two. But yeah, uh, but um. Yeah, we so uh, John Amos plays Seth. Uh, we have uh, uh, Baby King. I don't. I didn't write down his name. I just called him Baby King. Uh, but they eventually meet, um, and uh, we see John Amos at the beginning of the movie because John Amos was there when the real king. Um, do you remember the, the king's name? Zane? Zod or or Zayd or something? Might Hang be Zane or something like that. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, that's like Zane's like uh, what what I could tell was like his right hand man, the king's right hand man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but we eventually uh, we uh, eventually get to see uh, 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 Dar and Seth meet up for the very first time since they you know uh, since he was not even born at the time. But King um, Zed, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but he's kind of like he's 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 kind of like um um the. Uh, <clears throat> Oh my god, I can't remember her name all of a sudden. But uh, the character in, in Conan the Destroyer, uh, the lady. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't think of her name either. God, that's gonna yeah, piss from, me off. From Vamp. Uh, Grace uh, Jones. Sorry. From you're talking about Conan the first one or the second one? No, yeah, Destroyer is the second one. Yeah. Uh, the second one, it's Grace Jones, right? What did you say her name was? Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's kind of how I got because not not because he was a black. He's a they're both uh, African American, but they both were. They both have uh, bow staffs, and they both have like the same kind of outfit. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. dude, I agree. Um, There's so many similarities between these movies in terms of just style, setting, like everything. Yeah, and, even though I like Grace, Grace Jones is amazing in Destroyer. She's the best part of she the makes movie. The whole in my fucking, yeah, by far, <laughs> yeah, by fucking far, dude. Talk She's about fantastic. a straight man. Yeah, that's Grace Jones. Grace Jones is there for this fucking script. She's a badass. Everything. Yeah, she's amazing, uh, and it's super hot. But um, yeah, I, I, but I, I love how um, I love uh, how John Amos is like. He's this like casual uh, guy reading like these sort of quote unquote cheesy like um, 
uh, like Shakespeare, Shakespearean sort of lines. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's and his name is Seth. Like, what does the Seth, the name Seth, when did that come to be? Like, it's so interesting to me that name Seth because I think of Seth and I think the nineties. You know, and. I hear, you know, I, I am, they, I am in cold stoner Seth. comedy, Seth Green, <laughs> Seth Rogen, fucking, yeah. <laughs> but, um, he's great, but they meet up with each other and, uh, help, uh, they pull the, they push the log into the pit, which I, <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes. And, um, they get row out and, uh, basically they, they talk about, uh, Johnny was talking about how, you know, it'd probably be a lot safer, uh, to travel together to go to the city to, uh, worship, uh, R. R. And um, yeah, it's where we where we meet our friends, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they're they're, they're a, a fun sort of group together. Yeah, I, it's it's their fellowship. <laughs> it's the fellowship. Yeah, it does. You know, and you know, I guess. So when when does he when does he finally meet Zed or, or Zod or whatever? Mm. It's later on, right? It's later on. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, so um. I believe, um, well, there, uh, I believe, uh, Dar meets him at some point and has the Eagle capture the kid. Right. Right. And, um, uh, and then it's, it's kind of complicated. Like, so it happens, nothing happens to, to Dar. Like Dar does it. Uh, uh, Mayox sees him do it. He knows he did it. He does nothing about it. And then uh, uh, Dar finds the kid at some point and puts him in a fucking sack and brings him to his ki- his parents. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, drops him off. Um, and I I love that scene because like um, uh, the dad uh, of the kid is like it's horrible. Like you know they've been sacrificing kids, their blood, you know all this stuff every whatever moon uh, to sacrifice for our. And then Dar is just like, but what about the women? Like, <laughs> where are the women at? Like, you know, it's just like, what? Um, but yeah, I, I can't remember the, the, the guy's name. It's like Thaddeus or something like that, uh, the dad, uh, who becomes sort of like a, uh, um, uh, what's his name, Feinstein, Firestein uh, from like Independence Day or like Mrs. Doubtfire, that actor. He kind of becomes that kind of a character. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, but basically he's like his word from the inside the city. Uh but he doesn't meet he doesn't meet um, Max until like the close to the end because they have that. The, well, we haven't talked about this yet. Why well, I, I mentioned how much I love it, but we haven't mentioned the ring eye, the eyeball ring. Oh yeah, it's fucking awesome. And, and that's, I guess that's that's the way that the witches can see what's going on in, in Mox or whatever. Max, right? Yeah, he sees they see everything. Kind of remind me of uh, Mike. I think you I think you know where I'm coming from here, but like, it reminds me a lot of like uh, that the the shit in. Um, Never any story part two. Oh yeah, and also Hocus Pocus for me. Book with the eye. Boo. Oh shit! You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Uh, but no, I, I agree. I, you're right about Never Ending Story two as well. I I don't remember what he has in Never Ending Story two. He has some sort of it's not a ring, but it might be, it might be a necklace or something like that. But like uh, that evil queen there can always see what he's doing and who's around him with an eyeball or something. Yes. That, yeah. Um. But yeah, I love the the eye, eyeball ring, um, and it's really it's 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 I think it's relatively really well set up. Uh, Dar is sitting around with them, and he's talking about Kodo and Poto, and he's these are my buddies, and these are my my fantastical friends, but they are thieves. So be wary. 
and um, uh, crafty ones at that. And yeah. uh, they steal jewels and whatnot. So they, one of these rings have been stolen from them. And one of these uh, jewels is the eyeball ring that happens to be connected to Miax or Max, whatever. But uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. I, I, I and, and uh, every time you see the king, uh, the young king going to sleep, uh, he's sweating a lot. I think because I think the ring is affecting him in some way. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and then they, they, you know, you see him rip that off and fucking break it or whatever. And I just remember when they, they meet, they meet um, Zed or whatever when he's blind, the king. <clears throat> right after that, I love that scene where they're like going to that hallway and all those hands are coming up and they got like the green eyes, like yeah. reaching out from underneath the the bottom the or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and he's crawling on the fucking chain or whatever. Right after that is when they meet the king or whatever. And when Kiri walks in, she she immediately screams, Uncle! <laughs> Which later on is a very important thing, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't... That was we, very... we already know what the thing is. Like, we know that he's the king's son. We see it in the beginning of the movie, you know what I mean? Right, right. It, and so very, if that's the case, if that's her uncle, then that means they're cousins. <laughs> right, <laughs> I agree. Kiri are cousins. And it's never we, really revealed who else he banged to have another child. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's kind of ambiguous in that regard. It's like you were saying earlier, you know, you don't really know. He's got the wife and then the mit- mistress or whatever, but you don't really know who's who because we only really see one woman at the beginning. No, no. Oh, you see two? I'm sorry? You see two? Uh, no, I think you just see one, like you said. Yeah. That's what I thought. I could, yeah. It's it's man. I'm trying. I'm trying to not confuse this one. With so, part it's, two it's, as well. Yeah, there's a lot in here because I was with <sighs> you. I was conf- I was so confused when 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 Dar gets past. Um, there's even scenes where like where Dar takes um uh Kodo and Poto to load them down to the grate to get the keys. Uh, Tanya Roberts, Kiri. Uh, there's the secret door in the hallway, and she like like turns this like torch and she walks through this in the uh, okay. secret passage opens up and she walks through it. And the next time we see Kiri is that she's wearing like something really sexy, but also, uh, I guess professional because, uh, young Kings is like, Hey, she's like part of the nice guard. Like, this is what she was meant for. This is what she has to be. And like, yeah, what? It's, yeah, like, well, it was, it's you can see it on Dar's face too. He's just like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, it's cause like, you know, Dar's got the medallion or whatever that he got. And you know, the, the shows that I, I I can't remember who I think it's John Amos's character. And he's like, he's like, I got it from some slave girl. He's like, that's no slave girl. Like freaking out. And you're right. like, Wait, what? Yeah. Like it's not yeah, really it's, it's not very well explained. A lot of this movie is not very well explained, but it is fun to watch. <laughs> it's, that, it's that scene where they're at the in the fire when he pulled up the uh he dumps out his jewels that Koda and Poto stole and they see like an emblem and then the young king's like, Seth, look at this. He's like where did you get this from? He's like, oh, I, I told you before, uh, Polo are very intelligent thieves. He's like, he's like, I do not believe you, Dar. And he's Dar's is like, what I can tell you is that I met a slave girl, and this hill was from the slave girl. She was a slave. Like we leave and it. That's exactly how the dialogue new. goes. The dialogue is so weird in this movie. <laughs> it is like it's like, well, I think the most consistent dialogue of all of it is fucking uh, 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 is Dar. He's the only person who is consistent through this entire movie. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like his, like the way he, he says dialogue, the way he like pronounces himself and the way he, he speaks and presents his body. I mean, literally like, like he is the only guy who's like, a, he's a straight man in this and he's a straight man in part two. 
So, I mean, it's it's weird. Everybody else is kind of like, I, well, I'd say maybe Tanya Roberts. Um, she's pretty, uh, pretty close to the straight man, too. But, like, we have, we you know, we have. Uh, I thought she was great in this. Like, she's a little stiff. I think she is, too. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I, I was reading some reviews and she was getting a lot of hate back in the day when this came out. It's like, fuck, I didn't yeah, think she was them. bad. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. I mean, she got, but she because got, of this she movie, got she got cast in the Bond so. movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, but apparently Bond was kind of like a uh, like a blight on her career. She wasn't really cast in anything really? major until that 70s show when she played Mitch. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. Weird. She did a lot of B movies. Like, you know, you would think wow. after doing a Bond movie, you know, sky's the limit or whatever. But it, it, it didn't turn out that way for her until she got on that 70s show. Funny enough, that Bond movie she was in is a B movie. So... <laughs> Yeah, oh, there's... View to a Kill! Oh my God, I know. I think there's... the only good the thing good thing about that movie is Grace Jones. I'm pretty sure she's in it. Grace and, Jones um, in it. Yep. yep. And the the fucking dance into the fire, whatever that fucking love that I, song. I love that theme song. song. Uh, God damn it, who is that? I don't know, but the great song. Depeche like, Mode. I'm pretty sure. A View uh, to a Kill. That's what that's what that one's called. That's right. Yeah. Oh, View to the Kill is um oh um. Not Depeche Mode. It's it's uh, Tears for Fears. I think that other one. No, no, it's not Tears for Fears. Hang uh, on. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I'm looking it up right now. Fuck it. Yeah, we look it up right now. Yeah, we look, <laughs> Jesus I have to know. I I, I love this. Um, the eagle often refused to fly on cue to shoot of it in the air. It was dropped from a tra- a trap door in a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Duran Duran. Yeah, it's it. It's a great song, in my opinion. It like, is. It's but one yeah. of those, like, yeah, uh, it's a, for most, I think it's sort of like, yeah, that's, that's a uh, a James Bond song we don't talk about very often, but I do. I think it's a great right. song, so. Oh, I do, I do too, man, by far. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm not the biggest 80s fan in terms of, like, a lot of the new wave stuff. There's some shit I really like, but not a whole lot. Why do you like a lot of I think like a lot of that stuff though, but no, I, I, you know, we're the same way. We like a lot of it, but there's a lot of it we don't like. I can't fucking stand almost all of the hair metal. I just can't fucking do for the most part. It's just, a, it's just, yeah, I'm with you too. I'm just, it's like a small percentage. It's, I think it's uh, th- a three sixth, a, a, a full circle, like the John Amos says in here, like life's a, f- a full circle. <laughs> yeah. We'll meet again. Um, but um, I think that's a lot of music to me. Like, I don't love all of it, but there's some things that I, I, I there's a lot of fucking genres I love in there. And eventually, somehow, it comes back to my brain or my ears, and I hear it again. And I'm like, all right, I like this, but it takes a it's long all time. Right. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the older I get, the more receptive I am to it. I, I agree. And I'm also, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, well, you said it, Mike. Yeah, respect. <laughs> Um, so a produ- producer, Dino De Laurentiis, liked the movie and offered Don Crasco to direct Conan. Yeah, you said that before. Uh, yeah. Okay. According to the director, Don Crasco, the original camera negative for this film is lost. Contrary to standard practices, it was stored in a private house, which was sold it is known to happen to have have the cans which house the negative. Consequently, has asked the public for help, which is interesting that we're doing um, this now because I think a year ago, um, I'm, it wasn't Arrow Video, but I believe it was Vinegar Syndrome put this thing out in a big box set and, cle- oh, no and cleaned it up. Cool. Big time. And if you, Mike, if you have not seen the trailer for that, this new, uh, brand new, uh, for it's, it's basically a 4K. Um, if you haven't seen that, look at it. This they cleaned this fucker up, dude. 
Big time. I'll check it out. Big time. I almost bought it uh, a couple days ago. Uh, but um, yeah, dude, I, mean, I want to get the fucking Arrow copy of Flash Gordon, man. I want that so oh. bad. <laughs> well, well, the Vinegar Syndrome looks is this is a very similar box. It's a big box. It's a huge box. Right. I, have, I have I have a lot of Vinegar Syndrome stuff and a lot of Arrow stuff. But um, yeah, it's, it's a huge box, and I just wish that Tanya. I'm not sure if they got a chance to talk to Tanya Roberts uh, before this happened, but um, I really hope they talk to Mark Singer. And, and talk to uh, Don Coscarelli because I love to well, hear. Well, Tanya Roberts died. She she died like two years that's, ago, two or three. That's years what ago. I mean. I hope they got a chance to talk to. Her. Oh, before I got you, yeah, yeah, before. <clears throat> uh, but all right, so um, we don't want to. Me and Mike don't want to ruin all of this movie for newcomers. But like, um, the, the the ending of this thing is great. There's there's <laughs> really like two endings to this. I was movie. gonna say, it, and it keeps going. It does. <laughs> like, it does. So I was like. Oh shit! Well, I can probably talk about something else with Mike tonight. If this thing ends, no, it's not. No, no you got the Juns are coming in. I remember whenever I saw the, we'll just call it the first climax. <laughs> like I was like, oh, like I checked the time and I was like, damn, there's still like 15, you know, 20 minutes left. What the fuck? And then it just keeps going. <laughs> but it's great yeah. though. Um, but uh, what happens is that uh. uh uh, uh, Dar uh, ends up getting getting to this, getting back to the city uh, because well, there's a slightly uh, the 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 king that they save uh, Zan or whatever his Zed. name is Zed yeah um, Zed dead baby Zed dead <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, they save him and eventually get to a a, a meeting place sort of like uh, uh, sort of like uh, Lord of the Rings uh, Fellowship of the Rings we all meet together and the the king thinks that. You know, Zar is a fucking freak. He talks to animals, um, and then no one can really do anything about it because they are so like, I don't know, like they don't have any forces. They're like living out in the fucking mountains and shit, having meetings and stuff. I, you know what I mean? I, I guess, but it's not presented that way. It's more like like Tanya Roberts comes out. Tanya Roberts comes out, and this is like, yeah, like this is just the way it's going to be. Like we're we are so like pledged to him. This is how it's going to be. We cannot help. We cannot ask for any sort of outsider help. But they already have asked for outsider help. But then they have like one dude who can talk to animals, and he's a fucking weirdo freak, and whatever he cries about it, <laughs> one tear at least out of one eyeball, and um, he leaves and pouts about things, and then um, in the morning, uh, Zar here, Dar hears uh, horses. And uh, we find out it's man that he helped at the beginning of the movie with his kid. He's like, hey, everybody's been captured. Can you please come into the city and help them? <laughs> so uh, Dar's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. So he gives them the horse and they go there and uh, they fight. And he helps um, young King and John Amos uh, to escape from their caravan um, while um while uh, Tony Roberts is or Curie is being brought up to their the sacrifice, uh, sort of sacrificing sort of tablets, a la fucking Apocalypto or whatever. And we have yeah. King, Blind King, um, sitting in the sitting in his chair, um, King's Ed, the King's Ed. And um, yeah, well, it's funny, like, like Dar goes up there and he fights all, all these guys, and um, literally, Mayox has so much time to kill them both. He could kill uh, Kiri, and he can it's kill It's a classic Lord... villain trope, man. I, I, I know it is, but it's, it's, it's almost like, com like, it's almost comical, though. He Especially with that like... fucking nose. 
<laughs> I agree. I agree. I, he fights like five dudes. He like he rolls off at the top of their backs and just all this kind of shit. It's it's funny and like you see like you know Mayak's back there like with like the the the, the knife to the king's throat or or the knife over Tanya Roberts' fucking heart and he's just watching the whole time and you just see like it, you it, there there are times periodically where like uh, where Dar's like. Wait, you know, he's like, he's like saying he's shouting shit, and it's like, yeah, I get it, but like, just fucking kill him, get it done. But like, you know, but no, it doesn't happen that way. Um, eventually, plot uh, armor, man, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> plot armor, oh my god, it's the name of this episode, plot armor, part one, part two. Uh, but um, it all works out. I mean, I mean, King's uh, dies, and uh, but um. Is I do love weird? that one scene real fast where where John Amos they're going to like pull something to, to close the bridge so the enemy can't come across and he's literally standing on top of it. Pull yeah, the fuckers pull. It's like, well, maybe Boom. get off and help. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that same way too. At least yeah. don't stand on it, you dickhead. Now I, I well uh, I have to mention this is my probably uh one of my I'll have to say my favorite scene in the movie is where um we find uh uh I think it's Kodo. Uh, bites. Um, oh. uh, yeah, he, he bites. Fucking what's his name? Uh, Man, I thought right in the balls. Right in the balls, and they fall into a fire together. And it's brutal. You, it's the brutal. Yeah, sacrifices himself, man, and he the does. ferret does. And it's I was like fair. waiting for like the happy, like oh, who you know, oh, he jumped off to the side or some shit. I was like, oh no, no, they burned his ass alive. <laughs> Kuro dies, man. Kuro fucking dies. Um, but are, are we just gonna tell them all like everything about the ending? So or. Thought we weren't going to. No, I'm done. Yeah, we we can talk about the whole thing. Yeah, we, uh, we also we also should talk about how like a kid gets shot in this thing with an arrow, which is great. I I love the whole scene where like like they set up this whole great idea with this tar pit and like cover it up, cover all the tar stuff with like dirt to like light it all on fire. It's fucking insane, which I thought was a really good plan. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, we th- you know Kodo really dies, and it's it's a real fucking bummer, man. Like. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, what the I was. Fuck? I, they killed the fucking dog at the beginning of the movie with another uh, fucking arrow. They the killed side. Toto. I have notes about that too. Like, why the fuck? I know. I was not oh. happy. Oh, I, I mean, like you it. know, there's, there's like, there's a brief little moment of happiness towards the end. You know, you see the other one pop up, and it's got two little kids or whatever. Yeah, they did. Which like is, I have something up. to mention about the next one about that too. But. Oh, I do too. I do too. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but I, I I will say I do like the ending though. I love that um uh, that Dar does Both not take up the mantle to walk away. <laughs> yeah, I, I did too. Uh, but I also find it funny that fucking Johnny was like, they go to shake hands or they've shaken hands like three times before. And this last time he's like, what the fuck? And he like looks up at his wrist. And he's like, saw he sees the his his uh, the brand on his hand, and he's like, oh, you're the real king. And he's like, yeah, but like you get the good king now. And he's pretty good with his right arm and fucking right. Uh, but um, uh, we have this great scene of um, uh, of uh, Dar walking out of the city. He doesn't say bye to uh, to K- Kiri, uh, Tanya Roberts' character. He, Tanya, just puts, yeah. he just walks out, and Kiri finally comes up. She's crying. Well, you don't see her cry. It's, it's like saline solution on their eyeballs. And she walks out, and she's upset about things, about how, you know, he just walked away. But, like, apparently Kiri, Kiri like, followed him for days. And she chases him down, right, yeah. 
like like a Jason For- Voorhees character. Yeah, and, like, really, really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I'm going to be stalked, I would not be bothered by that one. <laughs> and uh, finally finds him on top of a mountain and they make out. And it's weird. Like, like they do this like crazy helicopter swoop or whatever it is of them kissing. And it looks really weird. Oh, the shot? Yeah, no, I thought that was yeah. strange too. It's like, it felt like more of like an action sequence, like would be shot there not a makeout sequence you know right, <laughs> like right just with the way they shot it yeah it's weird it almost if you look if you go back and look at it again though you can see that like, you can almost look at like tanya roberts looks like he's wearing nothing underneath and almost like you can um it looks like that a lot throughout the entire movie well yeah <laughs> I, I, I agree with that uh but um it almost looks like it's not I, I have a feeling it's not tanya roberts i think it's somebody else i don't think it's her i think it's Man, somebody. I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't be her uh, just I don't, I'm done. Like there's uh, probably re- there's probably several reshoots in this movie, so I have no idea. But I mean, uh, you're, you're just you're making wild assumptions, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm, I'm making I'm making assumptions that are fun in my own head. Fair uh, enough, I get that. But we have that. But we have uh, Ro, uh, the tiger, Ru, whatever. Uh, the leopard in this, but it's really a tiger. And he's like, <laughs> he's on that rock uh, on the other side, and he looks confused, like he doesn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like. What the fuck are y'all doing? This goddamn yeah. helicopter's buzzing above my head. And you know that cat can hear better than fucking the humans can. <laughs> my God. But um, yeah, a lot of fun. Great, a really fun movie. You know, it's just too long, too fucking long, but a, a really fun yeah, movie. Yeah, no, it's it, it's paced so strangely and and put together kind of in a way where it's confusing, man. There's parts where I'm like, all right, what the fuck is kind of going on right now? Yeah, you know, people are getting turned into fucking Nickelodeon slime, and uh, <laughs> they're they're cousins, so they're banging each other. But okay, <laughs> like mm-hmm. crazy shit. But dude, I loved. I, I really enjoyed it. I was kind of the score was my favorite part. I thought the music was really good. Yeah, I think I, I, I thought I, I um I'm with you, man. Um, uh, well, my favorite part is definitely Tanya Roberts, but it's, it's not enough for her in the movie. And Mark, Singer, oh, yeah, no, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Mark Singer's, I think Mark Singer's also really good in it too. Like, like, um, I just think he does. <clears throat> I think he does a great job with all the uh, direction and the writing and all that stuff. I think he does a really great. Jo- he, he comes out very unscathed, in my opinion, through all this. Like, he just does the best that he can and plays the sh- plays the straight man, like you were saying. He tries to play the straight man, and I mean that whole ending scene with him and the. Uh, that uh, Jun's warrior guy who's got like beast man from He-Man. Um, I think. Oh he does a, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy fight. And I think he does a great job with it. Like, and there are scenes. The crazy part of me is that there, there are scenes that are like left in that you can tell he's reacting. Like, I don't know what to do here. Like I'm like the, the scene should have cut, but they didn't cut. They like linger on it. And he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like they're it, yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, man. It just seems like it was kind of a fucking, you know, by the seat of your fly by the seat of your pants kind of production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's why it's such a a really fun and and a, a very respectful and good fucking movie at the time. I think that, especially since nobody died <laughs> making this movie, because I could see someone, someone or some ones, several. Uh, dying, making this thing, especially towards the end, because it's it's crazy. The explosion yeah. and shit. They <laughs> I agree. Out. But um, yeah, that's that's Beastmaster one, and um, we're gonna get in Beastmaster two. Uh, we're gonna talk about Beastmaster two, 
the through thing, the portal of time, I think. The, through the portal of time from 1991. In a dark and distant age, a lone warrior with mystical powers. Master of the beast. And the creatures he commands. Rue his strength. Kodo and Podo, his feet, and Shirok, his eyes. They will challenge the forces of a brutal tyrant. Did you actually believe that you and your flock of peasants could overthrow my kingdom? But the battle for the fate of their world, with the threat of such a weapon, I could rule unopposed, will lead them to another. The ultimate power awaits you, my lord. The dimensional portal, the doorway to your ultimate triumph. To the most barbaric land that time has ever known. This is Los Angeles, most awesome place in the universe. Yo, Darth Vader, what is it, some kind of movie set? You gotta get yourself some fresh thread. How come a clean-cut jungle boy like you was hanging out with a creep like this? This geek is really trying to get the bomb. The world is mine! You must pass me first. time which talk about a fucking huge that's almost 10 years for it to be released and i yeah. don't think they started working on it until like seven years afterwards that's fucking crazy yeah it's one it's one of those sequels where it's um there's a lot of time has passed and it's like but well, why why this well happen? i know so the director of this one was the executive producer of the first one so i know that the yeah, original that director who wrote it that he i think he sold off his rights you know he 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 doesn't make any money off of any of the sequels or any of the or the TV show or anything that came out afterwards. Oh really? Yeah, Don Cascarelli, I believe. <clears throat> it's not Don. Well, you mean, what do you mean? He's the, the one Don Cascarelli sold the rights. Yes, he sold off the rights to it, so he doesn't make any money off of um, um, any any of the sequels or or the TV show either. And it went to this guy, Silvio Tibet. Is that how you say his name? He's uh, <clears throat> he was the executive. I, I, yeah, that's how you say it too. Yeah. yeah, he was the executive producer on the first one. This one, he's the director, producer, and additional crew. <laughs> yeah. And it suffers. <laughs> Don, without having Don in there, man, it really, you feel it in this one. Uh, you know, it's weird that you say that because I think that sounds a, little, a lot like a Don Coscarelli thing to do. Uh, he's a, he's a, uh, He is true uh, true and true a, a independent filmmaker. Uh, he does not. I feel like he wouldn't. Like, yeah, I'm not coming back for Beef Master Stew, man. I'm fucking done. I'm out. I feel you. All right. So, uh, Mike, do you want to do the synopsis for uh, Beef Master Two? Yeah, man. So, <laughs> man, Dar is a warrior who can talk to the beast. He is forced to travel to Earth to stop his evil brother from stealing an atomic bomb and turning their native land from a desert into well. A fucking desert. <laughs> Which, when I read that, I was like, wow, that is so st stupid and asinine, but funny. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, it is. 
So yeah, that's the, that's the, the plot of the second one. There's and what's funny too is like they don't really travel through time. They just go through. It's it's kind of more like the multiverse. You know, they go to a different timeline or whatever. Well, I got I, I got to mention one thing about uh, uh, Silvio Tablet Tabet. Uh, he produced some pretty great stuff. Uh, he produced. Um, let's see here. He produced Fade Fade to Black. It's from 1980. Great fucking flick. Uh, Evil Speak from 1981. Great flick. And, oh shit! Uh, Dead Ringers too. And Dead Ringers, yeah, from '88. So he, he, he produced some great stuff. Also produced a movie called uh, The Groper, '1976. Oh, wow. <laughs> but enough. yeah, yeah. But this is the I've only movie he Fade ever directed. I'll have to check that out. Sorry. Uh, we also have the poster of um, the poster of uh, Beastmaster Two. Looks a lot like um, Back to the Future Two. Holy it's shit! Like a, you're not kidding. Shittier version of it, but it's still a cool version but of it. Same idea, yeah, with the car yeah. going through the portal and the lightning coming down, even kind of the coloring of the, the titles and everything. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right, man. Okay. Jesus. Um, so we have an opening scroll in this thing, and um, basically, uh, we, we are being introduced to Art Clon, um, which is f- funny to me because um, the god of. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting some beer right now. Uh, right, you're good, man. Thank you, Annie. Uh, we are introduced to Arklon, which I found interesting because um, their original god was named R, and it's kind of the same thing, just putting a K L O onto it. Yeah, Arklon. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and, but then we also have um, uh, we have Dar, who basically become the lead of a rebellion. And being brought to trial, uh, I guess, to be put to death because uh, apparently he is in with witchcraft. And but these characters, uh, we have Wings Hauser as the main bad guy in this movie, uh, the great Wings Hauser, uh, a, an ultimate uh, goofball, oh, yeah, um, who is also a follower of Mayox, um, who Mayox is also a sorcerer. And then they bring they bring Dard to trial because he did witchcraft, which is I don't see the similar I, I see the similarities between both witchcraft and you know whatever happened in the talking last to animals. Yes, <laughs> I, it's, it's really stupid. Whatever. And then like one guy's like like, well, we send this to you to the ultimate hell or whatever. It's, it's really stupid. And I guess the first thing I have to say is that. Um, uh, Mark Singer's uh, uh, his wig or hairpiece is bad, but the man is fucking ripped, and yeah. he is the best part of this movie, in my opinion. But he does feel so even more fucking stiff and stilted at the same time. Like I can't I can't describe it. Half the time I was like laughing at some of the things he would say, and then the next scene it's like. He's like a completely different person. It, it, it was really weird watching. Maybe it was just the quality. But like, man, it was it was it was fucking rough getting through this one for me. <laughs> I I I, um, I was not I didn't find it rough. I thought the I, I this is what exactly I thought it was going to be. I mean, I've seen a lot of direct to VHS sequels like this, like Wishmaster Two. Oh no, or, I totally agree there too. Or 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 or, uh, or um, uh, uh, Warlock Two, Warlock Three, whatever. I've seen a lot of stuff like this. But um, uh, from what he got, I thought he was great at it because uh, everybody else is embarrassing. 
Um, but um, <laughs> I, agree. I, I think I think I, I think that he did the best that he could, and he tried to play. It. I mean, especially from eighty two to ninety one. I mean, come on, this, this thing was Dude, straight to fucking fucking HBO. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. it's crazy. We have your classic like fish out of water story, which I like. I like the I like a fish out of water story. It's it's a, it can be a lot of fun. And I, I think remember. Go ahead, Mike. No, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, man. No, I'm just I was just saying I I, I like a good fish out of water story. So. Me too. And I, I remember, I, you know, now that we're saying this, I do remember, I feel like I remember seeing some scenes like this on HBO when I was super fucking young, man. But like, it's just, it's so long ago. I can't, I can't fully remember. Yeah, it, but the hair, a lot back then. his fucking like bleach blonde wig hair looks so bad. <laughs> and he pulls it off, in my opinion. He does. I think he does. I agree. Um, well, dude's yeah. like ripped to shreds too. He's, God. He, he's ripped, man. I think that I, 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 I was... You know, we have this weird, like, sort of um, <clears throat> opening credit scroll, uh, credit scroll, which is very strange. Uh, but we have, like, um, you know, we, we were basically thrown into uh, a, a trial with Dar and like weird priests and shit. We have, like, we have um, right. We have Robert Zadar is there. He's like a part of the guard. Robert Zadar, the chin. Robert Dar is there, uh, but like it, it's oh yeah, fuck yeah, from Tango and Cash too. <laughs> yeah, from Samurai Cop, whatever. He's been he's been in lots of stuff, but like or you was know, it Maniac Cop, whatever. Maniac Cop. He's a man. He's the, he is the Maniac Cop. Dude, uh, hell, you got Sarah Douglas in this too. She's in fucking Conan too. So there's another Conan tie-in. <laughs> so Sarah Douglas, I call her Ursa because she's in Superman one and two. So she's oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And super hot in this. She's super fine. You know, get the boobs are all out. It's great. But um, and I would say that other than um, uh, other than uh, Dar, uh, she is the second best part of this movie, in my opinion. I I completely agree. I think she's fucking. I she was my favorite part of the whole thing, to be honest. I thought she was fucking great. I have funny. a question. <laughs> I have a question though, too. Like, what happens to uh, what's her name in this movie? I call her. I have no idea. Like, uh, Lorena. What happens to her? She just disappears at some point. I, yeah, I don't know. Like towards gone. the, it's like like the last like fifteen to twenty minutes, you just don't see her anymore. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, <laughs> like 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 um, it's like the um, virgins in the first movie. Yeah, uh, uh, Carrie Ward just asks her like, "Hey, find my dad," and she's just like, "You got it" or whatever, and she just disappears. That's it, and she's never you never see her again. Favorite part of my a favorite part of the movie for me too. I was really really upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is interesting. So, um, all right. So the movie starts. Um, uh, basically, Dar is being put on trial um, to be put to death because he's in with witchcraft. He escapes with his friends, uh, Kodo Podo, Ro, uh, Eagle, and uh, Eagle ends up uh, going after uh, this main, the main baddie of this movie. Um, his name is. Uh, Arklon, right? Arklon, yeah. Arklon. Arklon. He uh, gets attacked by Eagle, and um, uh, uh, Dar ends up leaving the temple and leaves his Eagle behind to trash this dude's face. And then (laughs) uh, we cut to, to, like, uh, we cut to Sarah Douglas in a cavern with a bunch of other people who treat her like shit because she's a witch and can foresee the future. And she foresees the future for these people. They don't like it. They still think he's a fucking piece of shit. And then um, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't know. 
I really don't know. I don't know these people, so I don't really blame I, I, I don't blame her or them. I don't know who they are, so I don't know what's going on. But she seems she seems shady. I mean, that's that's just the vibe I get. I I don't know. Even though because it's not really fucking explained. Like it's, it's really not, yeah, it's exactly ambiguous. It's, yeah, it's ambiguous. Yeah. You you basically it's a, you can do it, it's literally like like uh uh um uh, uh, click adventure uh, stories like you click here, click there, whatever you want, whoever you want. Take your own ending. Have, yeah, <laughs> take your own ending, whatever, who this person is. Um, uh, but um, eventually, um, Akron shows up, uh, has his buddies shoot arrows at these people, throw b- boulders down, stab people, cut people, whatever, and eventually get to uh, Sarah Douglas and is like, hey, yo, Sarah Douglas. And she's like, Hey, I'm sorry I fucked you over the last time. It won't happen again. And he's like, Are you, you promised? And he's like, Yeah, or you'll rip the heart from my bosom or whatever. It's like, What? What does any of this mean? I have no idea. I know. It, it, well, you're, I'm not even sure what the fucking plot is supposed to be. She just, I don't know she either. just kind of goes into showing the, the portal, that, which is so hilariously obvious. It's just some shitty kind of blue or green screen right there. You Projector know? screen, I think. Yeah. Even that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, no, the, the plot is not fucking explained very well, except that you, she, she's going to send you through time. You're going to get a fucking neutron bomb and come back and blow everybody up and rule the world, even though it's already a desert. So it's like, what's the fucking point of all of this? Like, yeah, that's, a, that's a great scene. All... Go ahead. Uh, that's a great scene. I, I, I was going to mention, um, if, if uh, Mike, I'm not sure if, you're, if, if you've ever seen the episode, but have you ever seen the episode of the of original Star Trek uh, called uh, The City on the Edge of Forever? Maybe what happens? <sighs> um, it's been a long time since I've seen it. My favorite episode of the original series. It's uh, Doc. It's uh, it's McCoy. It's Spock, and it's Kirk, and they land on a planet, and it's just this. Uh, it has the almost the exact same uh, uh, set as what you see that rock face, the opening in the middle, yeah, and a certain rock paste off, and it's basically like a different, like uh, like two different worlds. Like it's like adjacent worlds, like a parallel, uh, parallel, a universe, parallel yeah. universe or whatever. Like, yeah. like I think the fifth, I think it's the forties or the fifties in Star Trek. Um, but it's a great episode. Wait, really whenever that, that came out in the sixties, right? The show, the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the, the the I think when they pass through it, uh, it's oh, the, I got you, I got you. Uh, it's on it's on the uh, edge of the city of forever, I believe it's called. Uh, me and me and Martin recorded a song about it back in long long time ago but uh but yeah the set looks exactly like that you can you can look at the set now and it's like oh wow wow i I thought it was the same set i don't think it is but um it's very close to that set and then we have um we have uh, sarah douglas who comes there and she's just like listen i found our different portal to a different world a different a way different world and he's like you have uh you know we have archon going like what what is this world and she's like the foreigners they're not fair not the foreigners uh the the transients they're called la you know or whatever <laughs> but and, it's and, like la like Allah, that's why he yeah. says it Allah. like oh Allah. God, i wrote that down i was like why'd you have to say it like that and it, oh god oh, so so annoying <laughs> right i agree and then we have we also have um uh heard to zoom in to a certain building in LA, uh, I guess a science a science office or whatever, in some sort of uh, story in whatever multiple bu- buildings in LA, and they find um, a neutron bomb. She said they call it a neutron bomb, which is I I believe I did research on this, but um, this is from Return of the Jedi, right? 
A neutron bomb? Uh, I I mean I, I just assumed it was like an atomic bomb. <clears throat> oh, I, it's I thought it was uh, uh I I thought this was when when Leia comes in as a bounty hunter in Return of the Jedi and she brings out the fucking detonator. Um, they call it like a neutron detonator. That's what it's called in this uh, neutron detonator. And uh, they're like, and then uh, uh, Bib Fortina is like, like, oh, I neutron detonator, and they all freak out. <laughs> Job of the hut. Yeah, it's, it's totally ripped off from from Return well, of the I mean, well, well, I mean, it's a real thing, like a neutron bomb. You know, it's a it's a low yield thermonuclear weapon designed to maximize, you know, lethal neutron radiation in the immediate vicinity yeah. of the blast. While all that shit, so it's a it's a real bomb. Well, I agree with that, but uh, I just looked at my notes and it's called a neutron detonator specifically. Um, and I think in speci- I think yeah, specifically, it's, it's called. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure it is probably called that now, but I think specifically it's called it in Return of the Jedi. Uh, oh, okay. It might be a thermal detonator. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm Whatever. a thermal detonator, yeah. Yeah. But um, that was funny. And then um, I just love that, like, this is the whole reason of the movie. The whole reason the movie is fucking uh, Arklon going to L.A. to get a fucking bomb to basically... To blow up his desert. Blow up the he already fucking has a fucking desert. <laughs> He's going to make it more of a desert. I don't understand <laughs> the motivation here. Like, like, could you imagine being the actor? But what is my motivation? And they tell you, you're like, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's Be- it's Beastmaster 2. Come on now. It's called it's called going through the portal of time, but we're just going through a parallel universe where ain't even time traveling. For oh, fuck's sakes. <laughs> well, we have, so I was we glad have- they didn't die the tiger black, though. That was nice. Yes, the the tiger is a tiger. Uh, hawk or eagle is an eagle. Um, he's not black this time. I, I would assume that that eagle had passed away at this point. And here's the here's the biggest problem. This movie. We have a Kodo and Poto in this. No, fuck no. you. That's not how it works. We know well, this. Kodo's, yeah, Kodo's I know. dead. I, I know. Well, that's what I understand too. It's like I expected. Maybe the explanation was because when I saw two ferrets, I was like, oh, maybe mom died. You know what I mean? And so these are the the two kids or whatever. But no, they just right. named, they just named them the same fucking thing. <laughs> like, come on. That was that was my thought, too. I thought that uh, Dar was Dar has been uh, brought in to be sort of an insane, crazed person. Who, whenever his ferrets die, he just keeps naming the same fucking name over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Can't break the cycle. Yeah, don't break the cycle. Don't break the circle. Yeah. Uh, but um, we have Carrie. It looks Wong. like a CW like sci-fi movie happens. Yeah, like, I, it I is have, bad. I have that in my notes too. It looks like a it looks like a TV show. It looks like a straight to VHS movie. Um, and Price, have, I'm not gonna lie, some of the effects on the TV show look better than that. Granted, I know that was eight yeah. years later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they should have got well. They should have got better later. But um, this definitely seems like a Xena or Hercules sort of thing. Uh, but um, we have Carrie Wurr, the beautiful Carrie Wurr, the magnificent. Oh, she's excellent. Yeah, what a beautiful Fucking woman. Sliders uh, was it eight, eight eight legged freaks? I think she's in too. Eight legged freaks. She's in it. Uh, 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 Demon Knight. Tells me, Crip. Demon Knight. Uh, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, lots of great stuff. I love I love Carrie Wurr. She's great. What a great last name. But she's in here, and I, I honestly think that Carrie Wars, for what she has to do in this thing, I think he's really good in it, too. Um, I agree. But, I, but again, I think the best part of this movie is, it's fucking, it's, it's Dar. Mark. I mean, he has to be. He's the only he, good thing about the movie, in my opinion. Mark Singer is I the do, best I do part like of the movie, Hauser. dude. I do like Hauser as Arklon, just because just... 
how fucking ridiculous it is. Oh, Wings Hauser. Yeah, he, he he's going for it. He's going for it, man. He is. Yeah, he might is. as well at this point. Yeah, you might. Well, I think that he's been going for it for a long time. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's obviously drunk in this movie. So yeah. <laughs> I did. I thought the same thing. And also, uh, Carrie, her introduction scene where she's just fucking talking to her dad while she's running from the cops in the car. It's like, (laughs) and I love that too. When they go through the portal and the cops get out of the car, they're surrounded by all of these nomads and shit. And they're like, put your hands up. You're under like, what the, I I, I would be getting back in the car and trying to get the fuck out of there immediately when I'm surrounded by 20 fucking 30 other people. You know what I mean? Like, God, you got a six shooter dickhead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of what you expect, you know, like um, uh, the Arklon and uh, what's her name? It, 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 it's Sarah Douglas, but uh, Lorana, uh, they both ask where uh, this basically this thermal detonator is. And she says, yeah, I know where it is. And they go back into the portal and um, uh, 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 Dar goes after her. Uh, and then uh, Arklon, they burst a pipe with fire in it, gas pipe and, and then uh, they go off and do like you know your regular fish out of water. Then they go to a fashion store where you, you see a movie typical gay man at a, a, a store that sells clothes. Um, they dress up in clothing so they don't look that different from LA. But I didn't understand it because what they were wearing already felt like something that most people would be wearing in LA at the time in 1991. Didn't make any sense. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's your, your, your typical thing, you know, um, but, um, you know, uh, Zara finally comes through and he gets brought, he gets, uh, I, I my favorite, one of my favorite parts is him getting shocked by tasers by the police. <laughs> Dude, I laughed like, that, so that was hilarious. Was I was cracking the fuck up, man. <laughs> and, we got, uh, and Mike, we got a mention. It's Uncle Phil from fucking, uh, yes, from James Avery. That, that's yeah. That's, that's another thing I said in there. It's like, holy shit. And he's he's probably the best actor in the entire film. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that for sure. I, I think he's the best actor, but I think the best part and the best straight man is uh, is is Mark Singer. But oh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on uh, with, with James Avery though. I think James Avery is the only person taking it very seriously, other than Mark Singer. Because <laughs> I don't, I really don't know. I feel like Mark Singer. There's a huge uh, podcast. Uh, interview with Mark Singer. It's on YouTube. You can check out. Um, he's a a very smart person, and I think when he read this, he knew what he knew what it was, and he he treated it like it should be. And of course, um, get that money and just have a good time. I mean, fuck it. But I mean, you can do a movie like that and really just let go. But I think Mark Singer didn't let go. I think he kept true to that character he did all those years ago, 10 years ago or whatever in the very first movie so there's a, a difference between certain people um, who just like fuck it it's for money or fuck you know it, it's a, a big difference there because I think he did it because he is this like one of his first movies and he took it seriously and I know he thought it was a joke but he's the fucking straight man the whole well, I thing. mean yeah for sure I mean, the, the sequel, God, he'd been in a lot of shit since then. I didn't realize how many movies and TV shows he did in the 80s. I was going through his credit list earlier. It's like, holy right. shit. I think it was in that V show. I've never seen that. I've always wanted he's to watch that. Yeah. He's in V. He's also in um, uh, the Hunting I Shrunk the Kids fucking TV show or whatever. Oh, uh, shit. I forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah. 
everybody forgets about that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's a it's it's um it's a it's a weird sequel that's almost just as long as the first movie. I I, I don't and know I don't where the editor that, was I, here. I Mike. got so fucking bored sitting through Mike. this. The second one was was really tough, man. Yeah, like I had to fight to finish it. Where was the editor, Mike? I don't know where the editor was. He's like he fell asleep, or he walked out of the room for a piss break, or or maybe what he cut out was maybe what he cut out made it just as good as it could possibly be. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe still have somewhat of a coherent story. I don't know. Oh my god, I'm watching this thing. I'm like, this thing is an hour and forty seven minutes. How? Why? Why is this long? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm watching this thing, and I'm like. There's nothing I here. And I watched what was a never ending story the other day, and it's an hour and twenty eight minutes long, and that's fucking perfect. It for, for that movie. style, for that style, yeah, for that style of movie too. You know, yeah. kind of more oriented kids, but definitely some dark, heavy material. Yeah. Um, and just great story, but it's such a perfect pacing. And Beastmaster one even has a weird and fucked up kind of pacing, in my opinion. And it's kind of confusing to follow the story sometimes. But this one is like just on a whole nother level of like. <laughs> I, not only am I bored, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and who the fuck are these people at the time. I agree. I, mean? like, I agree. It's, I mean, the, it's I think, I think really tough to get through. I think the first one gets a pass because it, it, it plays an epic. And I get that. I agree. Yeah, be an epic. This is not an epic. This is no. like a goofball. Like, literally, what, what is it? Like, I think I uh, I didn't write it down, but I do remember it. Um, I think we don't get into the actual L.A. until about, like, uh, an hour in. <clears throat> oh, Okay. We're an hour into the movie, and then they get Oh, yeah, no, no, it takes forever. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. And then that, like, that whole intro into it, it's just really mm. weird and poorly done. Like, just wind up in some random alley, but okay. Mm. <laughs> just strange, and, and just... I Man, it, it took ending, a lot for Mike. me to really get... The ending's awful. It's weird I mean, Christ. The ending is just zoo? Leaves. Like, come on, I get I it. Well, if, well, honestly, hang on, where's my notes? Um, I have too many notes. I, 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 oh, I love it. All. So the, the, if we're, if we're just going to the final fight, mm-hmm. I love that that it's like in an arena, and the girl, uh, what's her name, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie? I forget her character name. She just goes over uh, there Jackie. and starts doing the light. Jackie. She just goes over there and starts doing the lights like it's a fucking WWE event or some yes! shit. You oh know what I mean? Mike, you thought, you, it's like what? You got me, Mike. You got me. I, I, I thought the same way. I thought it was the ending was like a WWE fucking thing, uh, and like, tournament dude, at the, the end. The voiceover advertising yeah. during the fight. And like yeah. it's like there's a moment where it's like let's see if we could get them to kiss right when they're about to fight again. <laughs> right, right. Oh god. I, it, like I, dude, that whole fight sequence at the end is fucking hilarious. Go ahead. It's it's bad and it's hilarious. Yeah. This um, all right. This happens in that that final fight. But does Arklon have like a Nike swoop on his fucking Kano mask? I couldn't tell, man. <laughs> or a musical note. One of those two. I couldn't tell, but it was like one of these weird swoops on his fucking face. You know, I, maybe, it was a maybe bit... a musical note because then he grabs him by the balls and squeeze. Dar grabs him by the nuts and it's like, ooh, right. nice poetry. We're like a little higher this time. It's, it's like, what the fuck? I thought it was interesting that like, um, so we all saw at beginning, me and you both saw at the beginning of the movie uh, of, uh, of Eagle uh, trashing his fucking face. And I'm like, okay, he's fucking... Obviously, the eagle ripped his fucking eyeball out and ate that shit. No, he takes his fucking mask off and like he's got two scratches on his fucking face and he wears this yeah, stupid Kano really mask bad. the whole time. Like, what is this? And no, all right, I did not mention this to you for the first uh, first part. 
and I, I, I wish I would have, but, uh, and I'm sure you don't know who this fucking guy is, but <clears throat> apparently what I saw in the credits, this thing is co-written and, and story-wise co- co-created, this sequel at least, is co-created, co-written by Jim Wynorski. Um, do me yeah, a yeah, favor. I was reading about him. Yeah, get on IMDb, anybody, Mike, if you want to, to Jim Wynorski. If you if you know Jim Wynorski, you you know why this movie is what it is. Jim Wynorski wrote a, a, a lot of softcore porn. He's still, he's still um, doing it to this day. <laughs> he's still doing it. Yeah, he's still doing it to this day. But he did he did the big popping ones though. The ones I remember that I, the ones I jerked off to, like like the the Blair Winch Project. The the there's a bunch of stuff he did back in the day. But in my opinion, the best thing he ever did was Chopping Mall, which is a great uh, great eighties yes, action absolutely. movie. Not actually a horror movie, but also he did um, the best Swamp Thing movie, which is Return to Swamp Thing. But he's done all these movies, and the fact that he's part of this, a lot of this story stuff that happens in this movie makes a lot of sense. The fact that he's involved in it, like he's not a good screenwriter, he's not a great uh, a creative artist. Like he's just a dude who creates softcore pornos. He's a director by hire. Um, that's what he does. Um, he's, he's, a, he, I'm sure he's a really, I've seen his interviews. He seems like a really nice dude, really fun dude to talk to kind of like, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, like the, who's directed like, like Slither and, and the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. He's a really nice guy, that director and writer. Uh, but, um, even the new fucking Suicide Squad, they seem very similar together. And they also did trauma stuff together too. But like, like, uh, it just, it's crazy to me that i saw this on the, on the credits and i'm like okay i know what i'm getting myself into there's not and i was surprised there's not a lot of nudity here not a lot of crazy sexual stuff here but like it's like a movie that would play off play out like he would write it you know mike I, well I, don't sure, know. I guess i don't know any of rhinoski's work other than chopping mall <laughs> yeah well chopping after Mall's, seeing yeah. all that sh- I, I love chopping mall it's fucking great but yeah, I mean, after reading all that, and like, it just kind of just, I read like a quote about what that guy was like going through with Sylvia to bad about this. And it's just, you can just tell he's a fucking sleazeball. <laughs> right. Agree. I agree, Mike. But this movie isn't that sleazy. It's shitty, but it's not it, sleazy. Yeah, I agree. That, that's the craziest part. It's not a sleazy movie. It's, it's like a, just a, just goofy, a shitty one. Corny. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I wrote a bunch of notes for this movie, but I don't think a lot of them really matter because no. it's I, and just, I also love like at the end, he leaves the ferrets like what the he does. fuck? Yeah, what a he shit does. owner. And I'm sure they'll just be back in the third one, but I don't even want to watch that one. <laughs> uh, they're not back for that one. No, the third oh, one's okay. so different. It's all it all takes place. In, uh, it all takes place in the desert again. There's no L.A. Well, that's good, in my opinion. Don't want to keep doing the same trope. Yeah, it's, it's it's the same old shit in the in the third one. It's it's not any, it's not any good. Maybe we'll hit it on it someday. I don't know what's gonna happen, but yeah, for but. sure, man, I'm down. But like, dude, the first one is definitely worth watching. The second one, I don't blame anyone out there if you never see it. <laughs> I, I I honestly think you should watch it. In my opinion, you should watch it, part it. two. Um, there's also different like um uh, uh platforms to watch it. Uh, me and Mike ended up watching it on YouTube, which is a VHS rip, which I think is the best way to watch it in my opinion because it's a problem. I couldn't shit. find it anywhere else, even to rent. Well, there was. <laughs> uh, I found out tonight, Mike, which I was very bummed that I didn't didn't notice beforehand. But apparently, uh, uh, 
Daily Motion has a crystal clear fucking video of it. The whole oh, the whole movie. Yeah, like perfectly. We could watch we could have, we could watch a perfect fucking movie visually. Uh but um if any of you guys out there want to go watch this thing on uh, uh, on uh, Daily Motion, go ahead, Crystal Clear. Or you want to be fucking hardcores like me and Mike, <laughs> watch this shit on YouTube, on like on VHS Rip. Hey, do what you guys want to do. But um, I don't know. Uh, I well, I know for myself and for Mike, I think the uh, YouTube Rip is probably the it it it, it works with with it the movie. It feels like it fucking should. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it's, like it too. Right, it's like you go, you walk through a video store, and like, oh, this looks cool. It's got a great cover, and and Beast Best Two has a great cover. It's a great painted cover, and whatever. Yeah, uh, but like this works for what that is. But um, yeah, it's a fun movie. I had a great time watching it. There's a lot of shit in here that I don't understand because uh, editing and directing and story wise, but I had a great time watching it. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. I love the first one. The second one, I, I man, you'd have to fucking pull some teeth to get me to sit through that again. Honestly, though, I do want to watch it again with the clearer kind of version. The Daily Motion, I may check that out <clears> just to see what it looks like. Right, right. Um, I, but love I still love the first Beast Ma- Beastmaster. I really fucking do. Same here, buddy. Same here. I'm glad you brought up Beastmaster. I, I love that we talked about it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm so glad we got to talk about Beastmaster, too. Even though we're not a big fan of it. I'd never um, seen it, yeah. And I, I I still love Beastmaster 2. I don't love it as much as I did as a kid, but I, I love just all the weird and inconsistencies, I guess you could say, of the movie. But I had a lot of fun watching it. And it, it made it even more more fun watching it. It's hilarious. I laughed through the whole fucking thing. Don't get me, me wrong. Me too. Like <laughs> I, Knowing that me and you were doing this together made it more fun. I think watch it with some, yeah, for sure, watch it with some friends. So. Me and Mike are like we have like a fucking Vulcan uh, mind meld thing together. I don't know. We we just know how funny things are without having been in the same fucking room. I don't fucking know, but for sure we're both Similar laughing taste, at the same man. time. Similar and there's taste. also a also a reference in this movie about Vulcan mind meld. Remember that with Jackie? Yes, like, I do. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> me too. Me too. And I thought that there was a uh, there's a uh, one of my favorite parts in the movie besides uh, Mark Singer rubbing his nose up. That might be the first movie, actually. I could, I could be wrong, but like, he rubs his nose on the fucking ferrets and it's like smiles. But this thing has my favorite scene. It's at the end where where, uh, where Dar comes back and we have Michael fucking Berryman walks up to him and it's like, like, yeah, we're here to worship like uh, this sort of new <coughs> artifact, whatever. And he's like, what's that? And like, looks over there. And it's the Porsche that uh jackie left behind and some caveman <coughs> hits the radio and it's like fucking rock and roll and rock and roll. Singer's like rock, rock and roll and roll rock and roll, <laughs> rock and, roll. <laughs> and he just it. starts running around running around yeah. the sunset with his tiger as the credits roll the fucking hair metal plays <laughs> I, love, I love the ending of this this is a great ending it's it. fucking hilarious i loved it <laughs> that's great but uh yeah you guys go out check it out uh me uh mike uh he, Beastmaster he one is on Prime. Yeah, it's on Prime, and then this thing's on. This part two is on YouTube, but you can also hit up um, uh, Daily Motion and watch that too. Um, I also hit up. I also hit up uh, uh, eBay and uh, Etsy, and uh, the physical copy is not that expensive either. You guys want to check that shit out? Oh, right on. Yeah, if you have a VHS or they, there's also uh, 
truly, I didn't know this even existed, but like DVDs this, of this movie, like physical, true DVDs of this movie I exist. I did not. Jack's know. true sense of shock. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, they're like true fucking physical DVDs. Like with the whole cover art, the actual disc has cover art on it. It's all like real shit that was produced by by this company back in the day. It's a real huh. thing. So if you guys want to check it out, please do. They're cheap. I think uh they're like um fifteen bucks for the DVDs and thirty for uh uh VHS because it's VHS and people are dickheads and they charge you more for things. But blows my it, mind that those are getting more expensive now. And it's like such a shit quality, it's gonna fuck up at some point, you know. <laughs> oh, there's a lot there's, there's a lot of pieces of shits out there that are trying to sell fucking VHS tapes that are un, quote unquote unknown, but we all know that shit now. So yeah. But um Hey, we got back to our regular fucking uh, 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 PCP episode tonight. And, and we're going to be trying to come out with that even more often, guys, for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, but, um, Mike, it's so great to hear your voice. So glad you're here. And it was a regular fucking episode. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back, and I want to be back more often for sure, man. And I will be. Thank God. All right. <laughs> All right, so um, everybody out there, uh, take it easy. Don't be a piece of shit. And take care of each other out there. Mike, anything else to say? No, man, just definitely watch the first one. If you don't watch the second one, I understand. But watch the fucking first and second episode of the TV show, which is on IMDb TV for free. Because it's awful, but definitely worth checking out. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And uh, part three, uh, Beastmaster is Casper Van Dien. So... Do what you oh, will. Not, Roll the dice. It's so. not the Mark guy. I thought he was in all four of them. No, no, he's not. He's not in part three. Uh, no, not part three. I'm sorry. The show. Oh yeah, no, it's not Caster Dandine. It's it's a, it's Australian. It's so apparently it's an Australian show. I didn't realize that. Oh shit! I, I thought um I thought Mark uh Caster Dandine's and he might be in part three. He might not be the uh, Beastmaster, but he might be in part three. Okay, yeah, no, Daniel Goddard is the the name of the guy in the TV show. <clears throat> okay. Oh my god. I forgot. Tony Todd's in part three. Wow. Oh, uh god. yeah, Casper Dan- Casper Van Dean's in part three. Yeah, I just saw it just now. Oh, Patrick. Yeah, no, that was Patrick? it, man. I yeah. It's crazy. David Warner. All right, Mike. We might have to do this part three sometime. Dude. We'll fucking <laughs> we'll do it as a one off. <laughs> do it as a one off. It'll take us too long. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. You guys take it easy out there for me and Mike. We love you guys. Don't be a piece of shit. Don't be an asshole. Take care of each other out there. We'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Peace. <laughs> Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Since you lived, I feel a Rock and roll. Day after day, night after night. Rock and roll. I search the sky. Can I come?